Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Modified Fart Can Driver Guy. Mr. Modified Fart Can Driver Guy. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's the mighty, mighty fart can to save the day. Now that's what I call a hero. Forget my two-year-old's nap. He will not rest until he's serenaded with the sound of a trumpet on meth making love to a weed whacker on steroids. I'll bet he's got a big dick. Only you have the intelligence to realize that your car's modified exhaust is way more important than that slipping transmission. So crack open a cold Bud Light, Mr. Master of the Muffler. Somewhere, Vin Diesel is smiling. Mr. Modified Fart Can Driver Guy. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. America, America. America, fuck yeah. Come out of here to save the motherfucking day. America, fuck yeah. Freedom is the only way, yeah. Terrorists, your game is through. Cause now you have to answer to America. Fuck yeah. So lick my butt and suck on my balls, America. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez. And it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, July 2nd. 2023. I, I gotta tell you, this is the fourth time I've done this intro because it's fun song. <laughs> oh god, this song is freaking hilarious. I gotta be honest, man. I, like Matt, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, outside of Seth MacFarlane, are, are just some of the funniest dudes you will ever, ever encounter in your life. And I, I, I've been saving this one actually because if you guys remember on Memorial Day. I came in with Bruce Springsteen, who I hate to my core, but I had to play some kind of America shit. <laughs> you know, it was Memorial Day. But then once I thought of that, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play America. Fuck yeah, <laughs> for July Fourth, because it's it's just fucking funny. It's funny as shit. But happy birthday, America! I still love you. Okay, I I, I mean I don't know about everybody else because you know we learned very recently. You know, much to our chagrin that, as we all know, that loving your country is now rooted in white supremacy and racism. But I still love you, America. All right. You know who else loves you? <laughs> July 4th, none of them fireworks. The Miller Independence. Yes, and we're celebrating that, dick bag. Funny how he came in with, you know, Team America World Police and led right into the fun police. Fuck you there, gay. And this is, you know, 2023, I don't even know. it. What a better time to celebrate America, no? I mean, think about it. In the last couple of weeks, we've, <laughs> we now have the worst air quality in the world thanks to those, thanks to those f- fucking wildfires. Christ, I was on the balcony last night. I smoked two packs of Canada 100s. My lungs were on fire. <laughs> what else What else do we have to celebrate? Oh, the greatest president in, in the history of our country has been proven <laughs> to, to be in the biggest political scandal in, in the history of this country. 
hard evidence, hard facts that he's taken like five, ten, and twenty million dollar payments from foreign nationals and shell companies and Burisma and all that shit. It's like, ah, oh, nah, it's all right. No, don't worry about it. But Donald Trump, yeah, we we just indicted you for the third time in as many weeks because he farted in an elevator. <laughs> Oh my God, this world just cracks me up. But happy birthday, America. God damn it. Another reason why I like July 4th is because it has been the last 30 days, okay, have felt like a year and a half, and they seem to be longer and longer and longer every year. Thank God we are now out of June. So long, gay boys. Get rid of this freaking pride down your throat month. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny how, you know, we always say, like when I always talk about, you know, like Memorial Day, July 4th, and you can basically say Veterans Day. Okay, so so those three days. You get the people who died for this country get, get three days a year and you get a whole month to ride down Broad Street naked on a bike and and stick your, your dick in a, a four-year-old's face. You know what the funny thing is, though? Here's the best part about it. The L's, the B's, and the G's, all right, have they have about had it with the rest of the soup. And they're actually coming out and saying it. They're like, listen, the, the, the L's, the G's, the B's, the lesbians, the gays, and the bi's, okay, when we first started this thing, all we wanted was to coexist with everybody else and not be ridiculed and not be shamed. Fine. We gave you that. No problem. And we coexisted and everything was fine. And then you sick fucks came along and you started doing this shit with the kids and doing all this other, you know, you turned it into an organization and he yells the G's and the B's are like, we've had it with you. Like you're your own people. Now this is a severance. Okay. Right down the middle is, is what this is. And this it, is, it's fantastic. And, and God bless those people. They're starting movements now. You see, they're coming out and they're saying like, we are not like whatever you, whatever this is, we, we are not that we just listen. All I want to do is. Is I want to go to work, I want to come home, have a beer, suck some dick, and go to work the next day. That's that's all I want to do. I don't I don't I don't need to go in the middle of the street and shout it. I don't need to do that. It's just my lifestyle. This is what I want to do. That's what they want. They just want to live their life and as as they should. But these people are coming out and they're getting into four year olds on all these drag shows and whipping their balls out and all this other fucking shit. They're coming for your kids. But listen to this. They're just coming out and saying it now. I think about a year and a half ago, I played a song. There was a song by this San Francisco choir saying, you know, we'll convert your children and all this other shit, okay? They need to be stopped. And any L's and G's and B's that want to come onto this side and stop them, you're more than welcome. Come on over. I'll have a a, a Queer Eye episode loaded right up for you. Come on over. To to, To get rid... It's time to break the soup. <laughs> you ever heard that term? Like, it's, you know, if it's like a cream-based soup. Oh, the fucking soup broke. Break the soup. Get out of there while you can, L's, G's, and P's. And say down with the, the T's and the I's and the A's and the 2's and the, the F, the C, 3, P-O. Get out of here with your bullshit. 
All right. What do I got for you guys this week? Let's see. I guess this would be a, a good slot to put this in. As you guys know, all right, <laughs> I, uh, I've had a few home invasions since I've lived here in Norristown. And I have come out undefeated and unbeaten every time. Now, one I wouldn't say was an invasion, but I don't fuck. I don't do mice. I don't, like I said, you guys know me by now. I don't do bugs. I don't do rodents. I don't do none of that shit. And if you, and if you get anywhere near me, I swear to God, it's war. And I was at war last week. I, you know, I saw a, a mouse the first year I lived here. I saw two of them actually. And then, you know, the next year I, you know, when, when it's, it starts to get cold, when they start to seek shelter, I basically, I didn't kill them like I did with, with, with the next thing I'm about to tell you, but you know, I, I basically secured the perimeter because it's, I don't care. You know, you guys think I'm being cheeky. This, anything that's going to come into your home, that's, I don't care if it's a human. I don't, I, I, you got to defend and defend the fuck I did. I secured the perimeter and I haven't seen one since. And I, you know, I'll spray pepper, peppermint oil at that time of the year, you know, and ammonia like to appear as cat piss. And I haven't seen a mouse and I haven't seen one and I couldn't tell you how long. All right, now we all know about, like I said, I think I brought this up last week, the great fruit fly invasion of 2022. And you guys know what my what my theory is, okay? If I see something, all right, if I see something that I know that there's going to be more of in the house, okay, the first thing that I think of is to go arm myself, go build an artillery, and the best place to do that is Home Depot, okay? And, and that's what I did, and I came back, as you guys know, I got that was one of the most <laughs> that was one of the most celebrated bits in in the history of the Sea Rod podcast message wise. And I will I will arm myself to the guilds and it's like once I have that ready to go and I have my artillery ready to go I I I do not sleep until it's all over. Now sometimes it it, it <laughs> you got to play the long game. You know, but and 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 in this case I did. Now I did tell you guys what it was. Now I go outside at nighttime, and now all of a sudden I got fucking roaches on my on my, you know, they're they're like on the banister. They're never on the floor, like the the floor of it. They're always just on the banister, like the wood banister. <sighs> you know, and I, you know, <laughs> hey, here, you know, quick sidebar. You ever get these people like you say the word cockroach, right? Or you got, oh, dude, I got fucking roaches, or like you got roaches, dude. I saw a roach in your bathroom. What's with the people that come back? Oh no, they're just water bogs. Okay. <laughs> You know, call a spade a spade. I don't fucking care. You know, cockroach, water bug. You want to call it a fucking giraffe? Okay. It's a big black bug and it's intrusive and it's pissing me the fuck off. And there's a lot of them and I don't want them anywhere near me. So whatever you want to fucking call it, I'm going to Home Depot. All right. Now, if you guys remember, I just used, you know, my gasoline that I used for the fruit flies and and the one cockroach just laughed at me. I, I hit him, you know, with 19 pumps. And it's like, oh, whew, that was cool, man. Thanks. And just took off. You know, so I knew I needed more firepower. You know, because like I said, and the thing was, I was going out every night, right? So what I would do is I would go outside, right? And I shine my flashlight onto the banister, right? And it was like, you'd see two or three of them. You know, then next night, it was just like the fruit flies. Next night, five or six of them. Then it got to be like 10 or 11. I'm like, no, we are not living like this. And I'm going to go down a rabbit hole as I normally do here on the C-Rod podcast because... I told you guys a little bit about this, but there was one spot that I lived in Philly where when I came in, now this doesn't count against my record of being undefeated because we moved in and this place was already infested. 
with roaches. It was like Joe's apartment, this fucking thing. It was, it, it was traumatizing. My sister, as a matter of fact, she, <laughs> she's got to go to therapy because of cockroaches. I swear to God. I'm, well, not therapy because of cockroaches. But she's like, you know, they freak her the fuck out. Like, to this day, she can't even, like, I was going to send her a picture. And she's like, don't you fucking dare. Like, don't you dare. Like, like she'll flip out. And, and rightfully so. These things weren't like, you know, because they typically, now, they, they could be they could be water bugs because they only hang out in the kitchen in the bathroom, which is true. But these, it, in this place in Philly that I lived, they were everywhere. It didn't matter. Like, you would be, and, and you weren't safe. Like, you were not safe. I would be sitting there watching TV, all right, on the couch, and I would look over, like, the arm rest on the couch. There's, like, two of them just hanging out. Like, what the fuck? Whoa. Crawling on the ceiling, falling off the ceiling. But traumatize any kid. So as you guys know, I came out here. I said, no. No. I go out in the fucking balcony. I see this. I'm like, nope. It's the fuck on. <laughs> Not to take a page out of last week's closing bit, but it's on like Donkey Kong. Or maybe that was two weeks ago. I don't know. But either way, I'm going to Home Depot. And I'm getting myself prepared. So I thought... You know, roaches are more of an infestation type of insect. Fruit flies aren't that. They they do multiply quickly, but it's not, you know, mice is an infestation type of thing. You know, roaches can be an infestation type of thing. So it's going to be a little bit different. The game plan here is, you know, like I said, the fruit flies, I just came in and just started picking them off like fighter jets with that fucking squirt thing. And that was basically like my plan of attack. Just ambush them. You know, just come out and, and you, you don't stop until they're all dead. This is a little bit different because, they're, you know, these these things have colonies to go back to. All right, so you basically have to, like, so I took, here's what I did. I took the Vietnam strategy, all right? <laughs> Thank God I brushed up on my history as a, as a Ute. So I go to Home Depot, right, and I get this fucking thing. Picture, like, a giant syringe, but it was almost like a caulk type of gun, and it was called combat. Now, this shit is supposed to be, it's like a gel bait, and it's supposed to bait these fuckers in, all right? And then when they get they they bait you bait them in, and then when they eat the bait, it's supposed to kill every egg that they carry. And if they go back to the colony and start fucking with another roach, it's going to kill them too. This is like the ultimate fuck you, you know. So basically, as I overarm myself, I took the Vietnam approach. So I go and I grab this fucking thing, and I I figured to myself, I'm like, how long can I go out here with this thing before it actually dries and hardens up to the point where like they might not smell it or even eat it anymore. What's the timing that, you know, wh how's that, what's that going to entail? So I go outside like around dusk. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go out in about an hour, you know, hour and a half. But I figured like I would just, you know, tee it up. Cause like right when it gets dark is when they start, you know, coming around. So I figured, all right, I'll put it out here. So, so, so the, the, the Vietnam strategy is, is to, you know, put it in, you know, you don't want to spread the bait out because you don't want, you basically want to get them all in one spot. So you 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 want to bait them all in and then napalm the entire area, okay? Like that's the, the Vietnam strategy, right? So that was my plan, and it really it was it was kind of a fucked up plan in the aftermath of thinking about it because the the spray that I had was basically like napalm to them. It was all the scents that they don't like. It's like peppermint and a bunch of other shit. And I figured draw them in and then spray that shit, you know. And then they'll have it in the interior and the exterior. Now, the funny thing about this whole entire thing was Deacon, because Deacon, it's so fucking funny. 
he can read me at this point. You know, like when I when I did the, like I was mad at him. I was straight up mad at him when I found mice in here because I said it on this show. I'm like, you have one job. You got one job. Keep the fucking mice away. And and I, I, I yeah, Dad's got to take matters into his own hands. So I, I, I you know that's when I went to, the, to Home Depot. I got that steel wool and I got all that shit. And he saw the look in my eyes. He like he was like, all right, he's, 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 he's going to kill something, <laughs> you know. And then the same thing with the fruit flies. I came out like the third day. They multiplied the way that they did, and I I, I get that see red. Like I'm going like that's the look of I'm going to Home Depot, and he knows that look, you know. And so the out of the three roaches, because I have a history with them, are my just most hated of of insect or pest or whatever the case may be. And when I, the third night when I went out there and I saw all of them chilling out there. I had to look in my eye, and I walked in. I'm like, time to get some fucking chemicals, <laughs> you know? And Deacon looked at me like, why, Papa? Why? Because it eats the intestines. That's why. Now go get the antifreeze in the garage. We're going to make a sandwich for our friends tonight. Oh, God, he's got that look in his eye again. <laughs> So, you know, so anyway, I figured, like, if I if I spray the shit while they have the bait, like, they, they eat the bait, the bait's in them. It's going to kill them, and it's going to kill their eggs. And then I figure I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll top coat them. I'll crop dust them, you know, as kind of as kind of like a, you know, a dessert, if you will. <laughs> so I did that the first night, and I, and when I came, when I went outside an hour later, they were, they were, they were taking the bait. And I was like, oh, this product actually works. I have a knack for finding these incredible products. So they're eating the shit. And I was so mad just seeing them all. Like, like, and sitting there, I'm like, you little fucking cockroaches. You know? And, I, I, like, I, I wasn't patient. That was my problem on night one. I, as soon as I saw them all, I'm like, all right, it's fucking napalm time. <laughs> I wasn't even going to let the effective ingredient take hold and kill the eggs. I'm like, I'm fu- I, I got this. And I would just spray them every time I saw them until they either flew off into Stanleyville or... You know, they just got the fuck out of my sight, right? So I noticed the next night, pretty much the same thing. I, I put the bait out, same same volume, same you know, same bad time, same bad channel, same everything. So we get into night three, and I noticed a little bit of a little bit of a decline in the number of roaches that I saw, or water bugs, or ostriches, or whatever you want to call them. And then the next night, which was Thursday, I, I, it was, it, it was, it, they were scarce. They were, they were barely out. Now I'm app, I'm applying this shit every single time in very similar areas. I was because like, it's a caulk gun almost. So I was, I'm like filling in cracks and shit where they might be living, you know, and I'm put, I was just straight up putting like lines of it out there. Like I <laughs> did do a line of fucking poison. You know what I'm saying? And then last night, Friday night was I saw one, one the entire night, and I just sprayed the fuck out of them. That was the end of that. And then last night I came out, no, none, not a one. And still undefeated <laughs> in home invasions. Me. And I'll give you, know, follow me for more tips. I was going to tell you, man, if you get any kind of like, and I don't know how you people feel. Some people are okay with it. Like some people, there's flies in the house. No, 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 I'm not living with any of that shit. And now listen, if you're down South, I I don't know what to tell you. My sister gets fucking coyotes. I wouldn't know what to do with them. (laughs) 
they'll just snatch a baby. I don't know. I don't even know what to do with, with a goddamn coyote. And she's got one time she had a fucking snake in her garage. What the fucking snake? Like that's the reason why. And Gup, my buddy Gup, I, I'm sorry. I, I I don't know if I can. Uh, he wants me to move down to Florida. He wants me, and the ultimate goal is to get me and Jay to move down to Florida. I don't know, buddy. I've never been to Florida, but from what I understand, it's it's kind of like, you know, Australia light. Like they got cockroaches down there the size of your fucking shoe. And they fly. Like, I, don't, I really don't need to be walking down the street at all times guarding myself with a tennis racket. Uh, you know, I don't do well with insects. I... I don't know, man. And and, and I got to be honest with you, the heat, man. The heat, I, you guys know me. I've, I'm now a fall guy. I'm a winter guy. And, man, do I have a story for you guys on the other side about going to the Phillies game last week. Holy fucking shit. Uh, it, was, it was an unbelievable, unbelievable experience. Whew. Man, but I'm not that guy anymore. I can't take, and I, I know Florida. All right, I understand it's muggy and disgusting in africa all the time i don't know if i can handle that i, I really i really don't and and then the insects also but i am going to visit I, I will i will gauge that when i come visit for spring training next year i will gauge what's going on if i see one of them fucking flying cockroaches the size of my shoe i might not even make it the rest of the trip let alone live down there i don't know what i do know is if, if up north if you, <laughs> if you have any sort of insect or rodent problem get at me because I, I will I will tell you how to equip yourself I will tell you exactly where and when to pull off your activities and what to do what the method of attack is the expected time that will pass before, <laughs> before you are free of said intruders I got you, man. I got you because I've I've dealt with it. And really, th- when I was a kid, the fact that we were already overrun by the time we moved into this place, kind of it kind of makes me mad because it was like I never got a fair fight. If I would have had a fair fight to the point where like they just started in the kitchen and shit like that, you know, like I, I think I might have had a chance, but I, I was a little young back then. But I mean, like I said, it was not just sitting on the couch and on the ceiling. I remember one time, okay, I went and I went to go eat breakfast in the morning. I was going to get ready for school. And I, I go in the goddamn dining room. I put the fucking bowl in the thing. I pour the cereal in, right? And like five roaches come crawling out of my fucking raisin bran. What? So I guess you could say I had a little unfinished business with that. I kind of had a chip on my shoulder. So when I came, when I went outside and I saw the fucking roaches, I just, I, I went batshit. I'm like, I, I am going to take pleasure in this, and, and which is why I took the Vietnam approach. Because like I said, like fruit flies and shit like that, they don't have a nest or a colony or anything to go back to. You know, roaches do. And, you know, I, I figured I would, I, would, I would draw them in, concentrate them, feed them, get them fat, and boom, napalm. You're fucking dead. So I got the story of the Phillies game coming up on the other side along with that's fucked up and get off my lawn as we normally do. <laughs> I really picked up a lot of bullets this week, though, man. I, like, I almost got into, like, page two dynamic from what I usually carry over and what I added in. So I, I have so much shit to sift through and sort through and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, as we normally do, we'll have all that fun stuff on the other side. So make sure you keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Don't go away.
Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30 year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field, because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again, when you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website and you can see all the work that he posts every day. And every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. All right, welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. Coming in, the Great Kin Band. Now, this wasn't like their big, big hit. The breakup song was. It's more of what he's known for. But this song, <laughs> first of all, it's got like a, <laughs> it's got a 70s porn feel to it, which is pretty cool. But the song is called Jeopardy. Right, and and the and the chorus is like you know our loves in jeopardy, our loves in jeopardy. It might be coming up right here, <laughs> right? But then, if you remember, Weird Al Yankovic made one of these songs his parody song. He, he did a whole album. Weird Al was fucking funny, man. I mean, at least he was to me, because I was like seven or eight years old when all his you know parody songs came out, and this was one of them. And instead of saying like our loves in jeopardy, it was I lost on jeopardy. <laughs> I thought that was fucking funny. And what else did he do? What was the one that was fucking fun? Oh, oh, he did uh, Beat It by Michael Jackson, but it was like, eat it. (laughs) Oh, man. How come you're such a fussy young man? Don't want no Captain Crunch, don't want no Raisin Bran. (laughs) 
<laughs> he was fucking funny, man. But whew, I was trying to figure out in the break here how I'm going to map all this shit out because, you know, and I'll find a way like I do every week. But like I said, I, I acquired so many friggin' bullet points this week. I don't know what's going to make it into next week or what's going to, you know, make it into this week. So, I'll, you know, that's that's my problem to figure out, not yours. You just have to sit there and just listen <laughs> and enjoy that. So first things first, okay, I it's bad enough that there's people out there like on Facebook and just in the regular world that, that are just starving for attention. They need attention so bad. I've talked about this a hundred times and I, I just don't understand. Like, why Why is it? Look at me. Who gives a fuck about you? <laughs> you know, I don't really care. I got my own problems. You know, but it's even worse when they're like famous people. And you guys heard me cite Madonna, you know, in, in recent episodes and shit like that about how you know, she's so starved for attention, she's basically mutilated her entire face just to fucking stay relevant. And it, by the way, I, I didn't read into the story because, like I said, I don't really get into that shit. But apparently she collapsed or she's in the hospital or some bullshit. It's like, I don't know. You know, may, maybe you have more plastic in your body than, the, you know, than the human body would allow at this point. Or more collagen or more Kardashian juice or more shit that you're not supposed to be telling yourself. Now, next thing you know, you're 64 in a hospital. Anyway, I don't know if you guys heard this or not. This guy is completely on the list because I don't think that there's a more insecure human being on this planet. I don't know if you guys heard, but longtime, over 35-year host of Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak, is stepping down, and he's not. After this season, he's, he's going to ride off into the sunset. And good for you, Pat. You know, fine career he's had. Because that show and Jeopardy came out pretty much at the same time, and you know they they had the same host for over thirty five years. Now I will say Alex Trebek has way more mystique than than, than Pat Sajak does, but I will say he's a legend. Pat, you know, he's, he was perfect for that Wheel of Fortune show. He was perfect for it. So now he's going to step down, and if if you don't know who's taking his place, anybody want to take a stab at who is taking his fucking place? I just, I'll give you a minute. I just want you to think. Who needs attention and who who just has to have their fucking face involved in everything? I'll give you a second. Now, I wonder if anybody actually guessed it if you didn't know. But if you didn't know, it's fucking Ryan Seacrest. Seacrest, out! Talk about the king of canoes, this fucking guy. He, he is the fucking biggest douchebag that there is and the thing that pisses me off is like you know it's not like he's doing you know it's not it's not like he's doing things where he's on a panel you know or he's or he's part of like a group no he's got to be the host of fucking everything and not only that he he you know he takes down legends to do it pat sajak's fucking legend now he's i'm just gonna slide right into that role because i need to be you know important you know, Dick Clark, New Year's Rockin' Eve. Now, I, I understand that guy couldn't formulate a sentence by the time he was done doing that show, but of course, I'll slide right into that. I'll, I'll take it. He took fucking Casey Kasem's spot on the fucking radio. He, he took Regis Philbin's spot for whatever the, the, that good morning show he is that he fucking does. Like, do you got to have your fucking face involved in everything? You're a guy. I think like two years ago, he had like a stroke on live TV and just suppressed it. Like, ah, no, I'm good. No, you're working too hard to, to stay relevant, you fucking 
Oh, God. I hate that dude. But he was. His, his, the whole left side of his face was drooping. His eye was, like, twitching and shut. Like, the guy was dying on, on, on air. It's like, Ryan, 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 listen, I, I understand that you, you have a very, very, very small and fragile ego, and you need, to, you need all this attention, but you can't work 23 and a half hours a fucking day, guy. Sit down. You know, have, have a cream soda. Relax. My other question is, how is that going to fuck with the dynamic with Vanna White? Vanna White and Pat Sajak, had a, they had a thing going on. I always thought they were fucking. But either way, they had like a chemistry. Are you going to be, are you going to have to bring in your own Vanna White? What's Kelly Ripa going to go up there and turn letters? Matter of fact, <laughs> Vanna White cracks me the fuck up, man. God bless her. Because this woman, from the time that she was on The Price is Right, she was actually, the reason why she got that Wheel of Fortune job was because she was a contestant on The Price is Right, and the producer was like, who the fuck are you? I got a job with your name written all over it, Vanna. You like ladders, do you? All right, come on over here. <laughs> so, so I, here's the thing. There, I, when I saw it on social media, I saw like comments, and everybody was like, no, they, that's so wrong. They should have given the job to Vanna. Vanna? Just because you got on-camera experience does not have you a talent of a host show make. <laughs> Seriously, you think she could? Dude, the only thing I've ever heard her say was bye. <laughs> Pat Sajak does all the talking on that show, as we all know. And then at the very end, after the, the last puzzle thing, and the, and the guy goes nuts, right? It's like it's like Pat Sajak just says all the fucking things at, like of what's going on and you know, I'll tune in tomorrow and all that other bullshit and then they then they cut the van and she goes, "Bye." That's it. That's all that's all she fucking that now she can host the show. Come on, man. But she lawyered up. <laughs> she lawyered up. I thought this was hilarious. Okay, so she was basically bitching that she had not had a raise since 2005 or 2006. She was making $3 million a year. You need a, you need a raise? Do I need to remind you of your daily job description there, Vanna? They're not exactly asking you to swing a sledgehammer. Shit, they're not even asking you to turn the letters anymore. Remember, she, she used to have to crank them. You know, she used to get a little... Uh. <laughs> you know that's not even a thing now now you just go and push the button all right so you, you're sitting there on the side doing nothing right and then the wheel stops 800 uh i'll have a t four t's boom boom oh okay i'm gonna walk i press the one i press the two I press the, okay four t's i walk spin the wheel again you know l Two L's. Three million dollars a year? And here's the funny thing. They only film like four days a month. They do they knock out like ten in a day. So if you're working four days a month, that means you're working forty eight days a year. Let's just round that up to fifty days a year. You're making sixty grand an episode. I'm sorry, sixty grand a day. You're making sixty grand a day. That's more than half of America makes in a year. And you need a raise? <laughs> what, what? When your fucking fingers hurt? My fingers hurt. What's that? My fingers hurt. Oh, well, oh. now your back's gonna hurt because you just pull landscaping duty. Hmm. Anybody else's fingers hurt? I didn't think so. 
Like I said, you know, it's like you, you might have made an argument in the 80s when you had to crank them letters. Like, yeah, I got a torn labor. This is fucked up, man. I got, you know, I got. <laughs> but, Stu, what the fuck? You need a raise. You might not even have a job. Seacrest might, you know how he is. He might come in there and be like, yeah, I got my own letter turner, t- t- button presser person. So this may be a very important story we need to follow in the coming weeks. I always say, see, the thing was, and they fucked it up. They fumbled on Jeopardy so bad with with that thing. I, you know, I think I said you guys know where I stand. I, w- I would take Mayan Bialik all day over over Ken Jennings because I fucking hate Ken Jennings. But they, they here's the thing that, that people need to realize. Th- what they should have done with Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, bring in a nobody. Bring in somebody that nobody's ever seen before. You want to know why? Because those two guys were Pat Sajak and Alex Trebek when they first started the show, and look how legendary they ended up. Jeopardy's ruined because, like, they're really divided. There's Team Jennings and Team Bialik, and when one host and the other host, like, their fans don't watch when that other person that they don't want. It's so dumb. Just get an unknown. Put him in there, and then you're forcing the audience. Like, they'll, they'll find a way to like him. This is the guy. Same thing with Will Fortune. It should have brought in just Joe shit, the rag man. You know, that, that, that should have been the guy. But uh, you know, fucking Seacrest has to fucking get his chin involved in everything. Anyway, this next thing is probably going to take us well past time to go into the get off my lawn segment. And, and that's fucked up and everything else. But I do have to tell you about this Phillies game. <sighs> I looked forward to this for ever since he said he got the Sunday plan. He's like, yeah, he's like, they're playing, they're playing the Mets on our birthday. You know, we're going. I'm like, fucking nice. So I, I was looking forward to it the whole time. And for the dick bag, I still haven't heard from him yet. So I guess he dropped out. The guy that told me I talk about weather apps too much. And really, I'm not talking about weather apps. I'm talking about the Google weather app. And I'm going to do it again because this, that app alone ruined my fucking day. And I and I understand like like why am I if it's always wrong why do I even believe it but you have no other means of finding out you know like meaning like you know I can't guess what I don't have the equipment that they have that apparently doesn't work anyway nobody knows what the weather's going to be but if I see something I'm like all right maybe they're in the general vicinity I don't know what I do know was I woke up on Monday morning and the game was going to be that coming Sunday. And I was checking the weather for the week, you know, for balcony purposes, Philly game purposes, all that shit. And it, it turned out that it was the starting like Wednesday, it was going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. And when I say that, it was like 24 hours a day, every day. When I went in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it was all 24 hours rain. To which I thought, if there's that much fucking rain, like they have to see something. Like this can't be wrong. Like, mean, like if you're seeing a seven straight day period of rain you had to see it something on that fucking thing i don't know how to read them the, the, the schmoppler I don't, I don't know anything about that so i talked to jay on like wednesday i'm like it ain't looking too good for the phillies game here gay you know and he's like why i'm like it's because it's supposed to fucking you know they're building an arc out right now you know there's a guy at the wawa with a long white beard asking for two of each animal i don't think we're gonna get out of this and he's like, God, oh, and he said the same thing I do. He's like, God, oh, you know they're always wrong. We'll deal with that when we get to it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. I'm just letting you know. You know, this is what I'm saying on my end. <laughs> so, 
So then Thursday comes, still the same. Friday comes, still the same. Or Saturday comes, day before, we're a little bit closer. I guess the schmoppler is working a little bit better. Now, it's only going to rain from the, the, the exact time that we're going to be the game. The game was a 135 start. It was going to rain from 1 to 5. Right, that's, you know, Rodriguez Law. I've been waiting for months. And months. And months! To get to this fucking thing. All right, now we're going to get rained out. So I wake up on Sunday morning, and now it says it's going to rain between 3 and 5. And I'm like, all right, maybe it misses us. Maybe, you know, even if it does rain, it's a, a short delay, and we, we no big deal. I'm like, all right, cool. So I texted Jay in the morning, and I'm like, you know, I don't even know why I asked him this because I knew what the answer was going to be. And I said, should I bring my cooler, like my backpack cooler? Because he said that on the Phillies website, it says you can have soft-sided coolers, which is that's exactly what that is. And I said to myself, I'm like, there's no way in hell they're going to let me in with that fucking thing. And he's like, well, last week I went in with, you know, like a Wawa bag, like, like you know, how they have the, the, the tote bags now that they don't, you know, we can't give plastic bags out anymore because we're, we're all going to die because of global warming or, or whatever the fuck plastic, I don't even know. And he's like, yeah, I brought one of them in last week. He's like, I could have had a kilo of cocaine in there. He's like, they didn't even look. I'm like, yeah, but that's not a cooler. I'm like, the thing, I, I, my thing was, here was my thought process. I'm like, they don't want anything in there that you can put ice in. Because that means you're bringing your own beer, you're bringing your own, you know, water, soda, whatever, and they want you to pay $15 for the beer each. I can get a whole fucking six pack. So I didn't have a good feeling about it. And, and, and I was like, I, I, okay, you know, so we, you know, we fill up the cooler. I didn't put any beer in there either. You know, I was like, I didn't plan on drinking much of the game because it was, you know, it was a one o'clock start and. You know, I didn't want to be shitty by like five, six o'clock and then, you know, figure out what I was going to do. So I was like, I'll have a couple beers, but no big deal. Not enough to bring it into a fucking thing. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. So here's what, here's why I'm pissed off at the app. Okay. Because the whole entire week I was tracking rain. I was looking for rain. I was like, okay, you know, every single day I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking. I little did I know that there was like looking at wind or, you know, sunny or cloudy or humidity or anything like that. I wasn't because I just saw the temperature is going to be 84. All right. Yeah. Okay. Little did I know the humidity was at 1100%. So we park. Now we parked to a point where it was going to be easier to get out of there. Like, we parked right by the entrance. So, like, when, when we were ready to go, you just go right to the gate. We were right there. But that does, you know, that does yield a much longer walk, you know, to get to the stadium. Now, it wasn't it, – it was it was right then at that moment that I realized. Yeah, listen. Uh, we fucked up. This is trouble, okay? Like, I didn't prepare for this heat at all. Because, like I said, I saw 84. You know, I, I didn't think anything of it. Plus, I was more, you know, I was more worried about the rain. So we walked. We were. We walked for no no sooner than like three minutes, and I, I was. I'm like, this is not. This is going to be a miserable experience. I because I, you know, you know that humidity. Like I said, it it sucks the electrolytes out of you, like Sonic the Hedgehog losing his rings. It's just immediate, you know. So we we walked not even an eighth of a mile, and and I was my shirt was soaked as if I jumped into a pool it was gross i was so i was mad at that but I, I could have wrung my shirt out in five minutes that's how fucking hot it was 
right? So we walk all the way out to the fucking thing, all right? We pull out our phone, like, get the, the ticket scan. The guy goes, no coolers. I went, I know it. I fucking know it. So we had to walk all the way back to the car and then walk all the way back again. I, 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 I lost six pounds. But it was oppressively hot. Now we're about to get back in. All right. Now, this is this this was a beaut. You know, nowadays, everybody has their tickets on their phone, which makes a log jam when you're trying to get in. You remember back in the day when you had like a paper ticket, you would just have the ticket in your hand and you basically would ne- not even stop walking. You'd put it out. They scan it. You go on your merry way. Well, now it's a, it's, it's a log jam when you get there, which there couldn't have been a worse time for that because the sun, we, we were just baking. I'm, I'm like, dude, right? So we get up to the fucking thing, right? And right past the guy who was scanning the tickets, I saw an oasis. I saw... You know, as soon as you go in and it gets dark in the concourse, I'm like, that is, that's about 25 degrees cooler than it is right now. And I'm, I'm sitting, it's right at my grasp and I can't do anything because I had this whole group of fucking douchebags in front. Oh my God. I, I got to tell you, I, what, what is with men, not men or boy, whatever you want to call them from like the age of 16 to about 25 white, white boys, I say. Are you trying to look bouncy now? Is that like your fashion trend? Like just look as bouncy as you possibly can? We got behind this group of about six of them, and then they're all, let me get my phone out and get my fucking tickets. And it wasn't just these kids that were, I was seeing them all day at the ballpark, and I was flabbergasted. Maybe I haven't paid much attention to it before. But this is gross. It's just flat out gross, and like you should, you should have your your testicles taken off because of it. What's with the fucking nut hugger shorts? Like you're you you're wearing like little boy shorts. It's not a good look, and everybody's got the same like shaggy fucking like plush fucking hair. It's just like you know like like swooped and all like like bouncy. Right, but the nut I'm talking about, like for shorts for me, okay, I'm not going, you know, much higher than like right above my knee. I don't, I don't care what year it is. I don't give a fuck about fashion. If I'm wearing shorts, I don't want to show my balls. Thank you very much. The ones these guys were wearing not only were like like boy shorts, they were practically spandex, but they went yeah just past his his testicles, and they all had it. It was they all had it on. I'm like, what? Here's the kicker. All right? I don't know what it is. I don't know what you're feeding these kids, and I don't know what's in the water. It, it, you know, as a matter of fact, I do know what's in the water, and that's why I don't drink it. You know, I drink bottled water only. <laughs> but now that they got the nut hugger shorts on, these this generation of kids have the fucking hairiest legs I've ever seen in my life. All of them. It wasn't, it wasn't like there was like the one kid who just didn't, you know, he was a late bloomer, you know? These guys, they're, they're fucking, they look like fucking orangutans. That's how hair, have you, have you seen this? And then they got their sneaks on, they pull their socks all the way out. Like, do you guys, are you trying to look like a male cheerleader? What are you doing? With a side of Teen Wolf? I, it's just horrible. So like, I'm, I again, with the heat, I'm that guy. You know, I'm a fall winter guy now. I hate the heat with with a passion. I used to love it. I hate it now. So like every little thing is going to annoy me. These kids and their fucking leg hair and their nut hugger shorts and their fucking poofy bouncy fucking hair. 
just pissed me off that much more because we're standing in the fucking heat roasting and I can see relief. I can see reprieve 15 feet away. I can't go anywhere. Just sitting there baking, getting more wet, losing more weight. So they scan the fucking kids' tickets and right as we're about to get up to the fucking thing, they start playing the national anthem. Everybody's got to stop. I'm like, you, you, no. <laughs> now we got to sit here and bake. What happened? People care about the national anthem again all of a sudden when it's 100 degrees and I'm standing in the fucking heat? Now everybody cares about the national anthem again? I thought that wasn't a thing. I thought that was racist. I thought we could just walk right by. Now, I don't know who they hired to do this fucking job, but the guy was playing it on a fucking trumpet. And I'm like, did this, has did this, I swear to God, I shit you not. I'm like, did this guy even take a fucking lesson? This guy sucks. Or it, it, was it like a, a Down Syndrome kid? Oh, yeah, yeah, play the National Anthem there, Timmy, for, 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 you know, for the National Anthem for the Phillies game. Ta-da! So I continue to bake. All right. Now, we're not even in the fucking building yet. All right. Just, just keep that in mind as we go through this tale that's going to make this episode an hour and a half. All right. So now my, my goal was like, all right. So about a year ago, I, I recommended these sneaks to, to Jay. And they were Iversons, like, like, like Reebok Iversons. But they were like Phillies, like pale blue, like the powder blue. It's like powder blue and maroon. They're fucking sharp. And he bought them, and and like he ordered them online, and like they didn't fit. You know, they're like 160 bucks. You know what I'm saying? I'm like that fucking sucks. But you could send them back. That's a whole fucking thing, too. You know. So I was like, so he told me, he's like, dude, I really don't want to like return these or like have to sell them to somebody like on marketplace or something. He's like, do you want it? You want them? I'm like, yeah. You know, I like, really don't want to pay 160 dollars for a fucking pair of snakes. He's like, no, I'll give them the half price. I'll give me 80 bucks. I'm like, fucking bet. So I bought them off, and I, I wore them. And, I, and my plan was to, to get a powder blue jersey at the game. And, I, I, you know, I'm the kind of guy, like, I don't like to have, like, the jersey that every – I'm not a jersey guy. I'm, I, if anybody knows me, I don't wear, like, sports shit. I don't wear, like, Eagles shirts and Philly shirts. I don't, I don't do that. I used to many, many years ago, but I don't anymore. I don't know why. But I don't own a jersey. I don't own, like, none of that, you know. So I was like, I'm, I want to get a jersey only because, like, the, the – like, that that jersey, I love the powder blue Phillies jersey, you know. And then I had the shoes. I'm like, all right, that's a fucking fit, you know. So I'm like, I'm not getting Bryce Harper because everybody wants to get Bryce Harper. I'm not going to get Trey Turner because he's going to start with jersey sales and then like real Muto, like people who have, you know, names here already. I wanted to get the obscure one, and I wanted to get one of my favorite Phillies, which is Bryson Stott. I was like, I'm like, you know, not everybody has his jersey. He's a cool dude. He's a great fucking player. He's so underrated. I'm like, and he's going to be here for a long time. So I was like, I'll get Bryson Stott, right? And I wanted to get a hat, right? And I wanted to do this all before we got to our seat, you know? So we're walking through. We walk all the way across, clear across the fucking park, and we get into this thing. <laughs> uh, you know, if you've ever been in, into that, you know, the memorabilia or whatever the fuck that is, like that store that's in there, it's a fucking people. It's, it's overrun with people, and it's overrun with stupid people. And I was in no mood. I was already, you know, my shirt is fucking soaked like I just jumped into a pool, like I said. You know, I, I'm, I'm already like beat. I'm annoyed. I'm like fucking whatever. So we go over to the fucking jerseys and I immediately said, yeah, fuck that. 
Anybody want to take a stab at how much a fucking Phillies jersey costs? A hundred and eighty fucking dollars. It's a fucking shirt. A hundred and eighty bucks. I'm like, I fucked that. I'm like, I just want to go get a hat now. So I go over and I get a hat. And of course, did you think that was going to be, you know, a smooth sailing thing? I didn't even get a hat either. You want to know why? I'll tell you. In that store, it's basically like two walls of hats and they basically meet, you know, in a corner at the, at the corner of the store. Right now for considerate people like myself, the people who actually pay attention to the surroundings that they have around them. The, the general rule of thumb in a situation like that is you stand away from the display and you just peruse with your eyes. And if you find something, you walk over to it, you pick it up and you, and, and you do what you need to do. But that's only a guy like me who actually thinks, you know, like, you know, all these people aren't fucking thinking. So what, what was going on? They're, they're, everybody's right at the hat that they want. They're just standing in front of it, blocking everybody's view, blocking everybody's vantage point, blocking. I'm like, you know what? I, before I strangle somebody, you know, let's just go get some beers and some dogs and, and, you know, get to our seat and, you know, hopefully enjoy this game that we look forward to for fucking months. So we walk out, okay, and, and we go into the, into the line, and, and here's where I have another big issue. You, Okay, we're not allowed to bring a cooler in because, God forbid, we don't pay $15 for a fucking beer and, and, and you know, $100 like every time you go to the goddamn concession stand. So we wait in this fucking line. It wasn't even bad, but here's the other thing. What's with the fucking, like, the rope? You gotta you have to go down the, the, the hamster wheel. Like, why can't I just walk up and get in line? What? Like they have this, it's all roped off, and you gotta walk all the way down. I can come all the way back. I come all the way down. Like what's well, why, why, why the hamster wheel? So we do that, right? And I, I order two tall boys. I'm like, yeah, you mean two Goose Islands, right? And here's what I never understood about about the fucking stadium. It makes it so much more annoying for transport and all that other bullshit. Why is it that when you order a beer, they gotta open it for you? If I want to drink two tall boys, I'm not going to do that in three minutes. I want the other one closed. Why do why do why do they both have to be open? Like, are you afraid that if you don't open it, that it, it's it's a solid thing and I can use it as a weapon? Like, I'm going to fire it at fucking Brandon Marsh in center field if he makes a bad play. I paid seventy two dollars for that fucking beer. And by the time I got to the by the time we got back to our seats from where I was, the the beers were hot. Not warm, not just slightly chilled. They were hot. It's fucking gross, right? And and another thing, this is another knock on Citizens Bank Park. Do better with your fucking hot dogs. You're fucking gross, okay? You're gross. Listen, man, a hot dog is a hot dog is a hot dog. It's just there's something about getting a hot dog at the ballpark that's way better than anywhere else that you're ever going to get a hot dog. But Citizens Bank Park, man, like you're, it was Sunday. You gave us last Tuesday's fucking hot dogs. These things, like you ever, can you can tell, like when they they're all heated up and and they start to get wrinkled and like the hard skin on the outside and then and then the roll was crusty and all broken and fucking like they just stuffed it into a fucking foil thing. They were both fucking disgusting. And what what, what did I pay? Thirty two dollars each. That's why I don't want you to have a fucking core. I mean, not for a hot dog, but you know what I'm saying, right? So now just, just ring up the tally of events that, that transpired, okay? We couldn't bring the cooler, so that forced us to walk back and forth to where we parked twice in the blazing fucking heat. 
I just sit there and look at six fucking teenagers nuts come out of their fucking shorts while I'm baking in the sun and looking at their goddamn orangutan gorilla legs. Had to sit there and listen to, you know, uh, you know, t- uh, Timmy play the national anthem terribly and long, I might add. The fucking jersey, 180 bucks. The people who don't know how to act at, act at the fucking at the hat rack. Shit hot dogs and hot beer, and it's not even 135 yet. All right? So now we get down to our seat. Now, here's where I kind of run into a problem because I don't do well. This is You remember I was telling you guys about how I, you know, I, I never had a fear of heights until I was like 40 years old. It just showed up overnight. I'm the same way with like claustrophobia now. I was never that guy before. And, and the one thing about like ballparks in general are the fucking seats. What is this? A center for ants? It's, it's, you know, it's like, what, what are you got mice sitting on these fucking things? They're, they're so goddamn small. So my thing is, and I tell Jay, I'm like, if we get tickets, I'm like, I have to sit on the end of the aisle. I have to. If I get in between two people like sardines and that fucking thing, I, I'll, 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 I'll break out into a rash. I'll, I'll flip out. All right. So then we finally sit down. I put my, I put my hot beers down and I'm sitting there and right directly in front of us. And again, you're on top of each other was the, if you looked up in the dictionary northeast philly couple these two would have been the 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 profile picture you know you had the guy who was the he was like you know stocky like shaped like a fucking juice box right you had the the white t-shirt on that they all wear same uniform the white t-shirt the jean shorts and, and the white air forces and he had like gucci sunglasses over his fucking head and and he had the he had the fucking gold rope chain that, that like vanilla ice used to wear in 1990 just that regular annoying dude you know he had the same haircut that everybody in, in in the northeast has like it's short on the top skin fade on the side that they've been doing it since 1985 and then directly in front of me was was this fucking broad oh my god like she thought she was a fucking kardashian like she was one of them. Like yeah, you know, she had she was overdid it with the fucking outfit. Oh, my little Philly's outfit, right? And to make she was mildly attractive, if that. But the way that she was just made her ugly. But her hair was basically in my lap, and I'm like, bro, <laughs> you know, like I'm I am I am at like on a scale of like one to Chris Brown. How pissed off am I already? I was at like Ray Rice. <laughs> That's how mad I was. Now, this fucking girl, I swear to God, the entire day, all right, I kept on saying shit to Jay. I'm like, you believe this fucking bitch? She could not sit still. She was fidgeting the entire time. Now, I normally don't have a problem with that, okay? But when, like, when your body is three inches away from my body, I have a big problem with that. You know, not to mention, okay, before I even go any further with this fucking bitch, all right? You got to keep in mind how hot it was. Now, not only was it hot, on my phone, it said real field like 92, which is no big deal. But the humidity was 100%, and we were in the bowl that is Citizens Bank Park, which is going to retain heat. And not only that, the sun was unobstructed by any clouds whatsoever. We were just baking in, in that fucking sun. 
So now not only was that annoying as shit, but now I'm dealing with, you know, wish Chloe Kardashian in, in front of me. Now, here's the thing. Not only was she fidgeting all the whole fucking time, okay? She kept doing this shit with her hair. I was ready to, to, to Brutus the Barber beefcake, just chop it the fuck off. I was going to find the, the, the nearest fucking garden shears. <laughs> she kept doing this thing. She was constantly playing with her hair, okay? But she kept doing this thing, and she did it every two minutes. I, I, I shit you not, and I was getting, it was getting very annoying. She kept, like, motioning like she was putting her hair up into a ponytail. But she didn't, like, she didn't, like, put a scrunchie in it and keep it in a ponytail. She would just hold it there for, like, 90 seconds. And then she'd let it go, and she'd just keep on playing with it, playing with it, playing. And another minute would go by. She'd go to put it up in a ponytail again. She would just hold it there. I'm like, hey, juice box, you better control your fucking broad before I fire her over the goddamn wall into center field. Because I, I am not a happy camper right now. Right? So we're just sitting there baking for the entire fucking day. And it, it was like the Phillies were losing. It was 6-3. We had Mets fans around us. I wanted to powerbomb the one guy two rows in front of us. It was like you know rubbing it in every time the fucking Mets did something. Right? So... It's, it's it's the top of the, it's the bottom of the seventh and the top of the order is coming up. I think it was like Schwarber, Turner, Harper, and I and I go if they don't get any runs in this situation, we're out of here. You know, because like I'm not I'm not going to sit here for another two innings and bake and hope that like and Mundo Sosa is going to save the day because it's not going to happen. You know, so you know of course they go down one two three we leave and it was almost like a relief. It was like you know like it, it, it's, it's a shame because we look forward to this game for for so long. But it just had all kind of shenanigans attached to it. So we we finally, as we're walking back to the car, Jay's like, because we had the cooler in the car. He's like, dude, I'm going to crush those fucking waters. And I'm like, you're fucking, I'm, I'm going to just dump them all over me. Fuck drinking them. I'm just going to take a shower in this shit. So we get back to the car, you know, smoke a quick bowl. And the plan was to go to Angelo's. Like we were going to, like we were going to go get cheesesteaks in Angelo's, right? Because I, you know. It's not even it's like it's like not even ten minutes from the ballpark, right? So we get back to the car, I turn the air on, we're finally like we got a little bit of a reprieve, you know. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'm like, call it in because like Angelo's thanks to dick bag fucking portnoy, they they have a line out the door all, all day, all night, every day. So I'm like, I'll be damned if I'm gonna sit there, wait in line, place an order, wait for another twenty minutes. As, as sun tired as I am right now, the sun it, it just sucked every ounce of energy and joy out of me. I said, I'm not going to sit here and make a spout. I'm like, call him. We'll, let's, you know, we'll, we'll place an order. So we called like three times. The phone was busy. And I'm like, all right, let's call like one or two more times. If it's still busy, they just took the phone off the hook and we'll just say, fuck it. We'll take the L, you know? So he called like two more times and it rang and then nobody answered. I'm like, fuck it. We're out. We'll just go to Carmella. <laughs> you know, no big deal. So we did that. And then, you know. I, I we got back to Jay's house and I was gonna you know we were gonna hang out all night because we both took off on Monday so we were gonna like hang out all night celebrate our birthday I was gonna crash there come home as I normally would on like a Saturday but then we got out on the fucking balcony and that sun like I said it just sucked every ounce of life out of me and I had I had like two scotches and I'm like I'm just not gonna have a good time plus you know I need my bed tonight after what transpired today I need my fucking bed tonight you know. So I just went home. But you ever have that where you, you just you were looking forward to something for so long and, and and just there's a whole fucked up series of events that just ruin the day for you? Which is typically Rodriguez Law anyway. But I mean, have you ever had that? It's just it's so fucking frustrating. It, you know, it it really is. And 
I don't know. So me and Jared, we're going to go back. Like We're going to do one of his Sunday games. We're going to go in September, you know, when it's like actually normal outside and here's the funny thing i mean we've had we've been blessed this this spring and this summer it has not been like africa hot but rodriguez law you the one game you want to go to it's it's zimbabwe i'm walking down the street there's like trackers you know if you, if you go down 13 steps that way elephant elephant <laughs> you know like fucking what so it was just it was crazy it was a shame you know you want to know what the kicker was they came back and won <laughs> they came back and fucking won but i mean if i would have hung if we would have hung around for that next two innings we, we we may have passed away sometimes you got to make sacrifices and it's time for the get off my lawn segment for the week so here it is what the hell is this get up get off my lawn and god for the second time and three weeks it's over an hour into the show before i even get into this fucking thing (laughs) now you guys know how i feel about idiocy the way people behave and especially younger the utes you know what i'm saying but there was this one guy that used to go around to like you know school board meetings and city council meetings and shit like that and he acted like like a woke tard like he really wasn't, but he was just like, act like, you know, that this is what they act like. And people watch it in the beginning and are like, is this real? Like, is this guy really like this much of an idiot? And is, is he really taking this to like public meetings and shit? Of course, it, you know, it turned out to be fake. But sometimes I see things and I'm like, is this real? And it's really hard to tell these days because, you know, like I said, there, like, people are mentally ill out there. Like there's people mentally ill out there that, that act like a fool as you know, it's, it's well documented on this show. And then I think I, it was a senator. Yeah, I think I played a senator with the, with the you know, uh, we need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong. And she, she, she fucking did it for 48 minutes straight and ended up having a goddamn conniption. Yeah, you could look at that and be like, is that real? But then you see, like, she's a senator. Yeah, it's real. And you're like, wow, these, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Now, this one, Wow. Wow, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, is this fake? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? As, as, as fake as it probably sounds, it probably isn't because people are just f- fucking buffoons these days. And I'm not 100% sure if I've ever said this on this show before, but <laughs> the white people that go out of their way to talk like black people and they look and sound like complete idiots. And that's not a knock on the way black people talk at all. You guys know I think it's I, I think it's cool the way they talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's for them. They can make that sound good. That's because it's their own thing. But these these white dudes that come out and like and, and talk like they're from the hood, like you first of all, you gotta realize the black people are laughing at you. Number one. And number two, you sound like a complete dipshit. And the fact that anybody is like over the age of 18 still doing this shit, then you, you got to reevaluate who you are as a person or as a human or where you're going to fit in this world, you know, because it's just crazy. Now, this fucking dipshit. Now, this is probably about three minutes. I forget how long they give you on the floor, but this was a live city council meeting. Okay. And this guy actually requested time to go talk. Now, 
I will save my commentary for the end as I normally do. But just first of all, listen to his dialect and listen to just how he sounds. And then listen to the ridiculous. The content that comes out of his mouth is really what makes you think like this is fake. This cannot be real. But again, we are in a different world post-2020. 2020, the whole world changed and everybody became even more stupid than they already are. Because they've just been confined to social media and mainstream media for the last three years. And that then when you follow the propaganda machine, this is what comes out. Check this out. Hey, what up? What up, pimp? So, uh, it's tax season right now. First of all, I just want to give a shout out to my kids. It's the only time of the year I ever uh, play my kids. You feel? But yeah, shout out to them. You feel me? Uh, I was gonna say was so I just got my ancestry DNA test back and I'm two percent black. The reason I'm up here today is cause y'all trifling and we need to honor my homie George Floyd who now been sober two years and this is finna be called the Say His Name Bill. All right, so this is my ancestry DNA test. If y'all don't believe me, two percent. So first of all, let's take a knee. To the Pledge of Allegiance of George Floyd, while I recite the pledge. Everybody take a knee, please. I pledge allegiance to George Floyd in the Black Lives Matter movement and the causes for which they stand. One sentence. I can't breathe with methamphetamine and fentanyl for all. Let's get into it now. Nobody took a knee, I see. I guess y'all racist. Y'all was taking a knee back in 2020, though. Am I the only one still taking knees? So, uh, this is what's fitting to be on the bill, though, which will be for kindergarten through 12th grade for the month of April. So, first of all, white kids need to hold their breath for eight minutes every day. White kids have to do the black kids' schoolwork. White kids have to give black kids their lunch money. Or else... They'll go to the principal's office. Everyone will watch George Floyd's sex tape and write an essay on it. Every Veterans Day, we will honor George Floyd as he served as a security guard for the Salvation Army. Kids can receive bonus points in the classroom if they hold a pregnant woman at gunpoint. Kids can receive bonus points for using counterfeit $20 bills. Kids can receive bonus points if they record themselves having a fentanyl overdose and live. Students should purposely provoke the police because they're racist and try their best to receive police brutality and be celebrated by BLM with a peaceful protest. Students will be encouraged to do everything possible to get shot by the police and do not comply. White kids will sit in the back of the bus so that they can live the experience of Rosa Parks. Black kids will start with a baseline grade on all schoolwork of 80%, and white kids will start with 0% in order to end racism. Students will post a black square on all social media platforms to end racism and spread equality. Pre-made Molotov cocktails will be for sale in the school store, and it will be highly encouraged that they are used on school police cars. If a white kid acts up in the classroom, the teacher will be called to put on a knee on his neck. If a black kid shoots someone in school, it will be justified and labeled as self-defense because he was bullied, no matter what, due to skin color, and he will be celebrated as a national hero. 
Black kids will be issued guns in school for protection against white supremacy. The N-word will be called a trigger word, which means they will now be allowed to pull it. Black-on-black -black crime will be encouraged, as it is in Chicago, in order to end white supremacy in the name of the greatest mayor of all time, Lori Lightfoot. I love you, Lori. Bless you. Can you, can you just pause for one second? Do we have to allow this to continue? I'm almost done. No, I'm sorry. I asked a question to my city attorney. Oh, uh, I would allow this to finish, and then we can go in executive session and talk about this. Yeah, last time I checked, y'all took a knee for George Floyd. Chick-fil-A will no longer be able to sell, be sold at schools, and Popeyes will replace them, because Popeyes is nothing without black lives, and Chick-fil-A is culturally appropriated chicken. High-speed police chases will be encouraged, and all students who get in them will be moved up one grade and labeled as an honor student. Also, if the car you took in the police chase was stolen, you will receive a full-ride scholarship to an HBCU. If the police chase ends in the shootout, you will automatically be given a free doctorate degree, and you will get a highway named after you. Also, since I'm here, where are my reparations at? My ancestors were slaves. They built this country. And since they my ancestors, I'm, I'm a slave by DNA. So where are my reparations at? I mean, we need to stop this racism. We need to stop this. You feel me? Hey, stop this racism. Where are my reparations at, bro? Hey, take a knee for me, Mayor. Take a knee like you did in 2020. Take a knee like you did in 2020. Come on, y'all. Shout out my kids. Follow me on Instagram, WhiteBoyENT. Uh, $10 story promos. Shout out my kids one more time. Last time you're going to see them until next tax season. Thank you. All right. Peace out. Now, listening to that, was it real? Like I said, I don't put anything past anybody these days. But, like, first of all, all, all of his demands, and like, there's no way that could have been real. But if it was, if you're really that fucking dumb in your life. Okay, first of all, this kid was whiter than a goddamn Q-tip. And even though he was trying to sound black, you know, no, you didn't sound black. You know what you sounded like? You sounded like a white person trying to sound black, and you missed by a thousand yards. The first thing he said, yo, what up, pimp? At a city council meeting. You fucking dipshit. And he had a do-rag, he had a wave cap on. You know, the whole the whole fucking thing. You know, at the very end, what did he say? We need to end his racism. We need to end his racism. Meanwhile, the whole fucking five minutes was just racist shit about how white kids are going to get tortured now. What? And I got news for you, okay? I don't know where this was geographically, but the whole entire crowd was black. And if you see them behind him, they were like burying their faces in their hands. They're like, I want to kill this fucking guy. Yeah, I got my ancestry report 2%. I'm 2%. I mean, it, it was five minutes, and I get that. But this, was anybody getting angry listening to this, whether it was a spoof, a parody, or if it was actually real? People can't be this stupid. 
You, you, you just can't be. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to say. And then when he was like, oh, I'm only going to take care of my kids during taxis and whatever, he pulled out like a wallet, like a harpsichord clip. He had like 13 kids. And they were all black. Uh, okay. <laughs> and he just has that look about him. He's asking for reparations. Okay, you're two. I'm probably two percent black. We're probably all two percent black. You fucking dipshit. It's not like you're twenty five percent black or half black to the point where you can actually notice it in, in your in your skin tone. You're whiter than Casper, air guy. So where's great Aunt Millie? You got a great Aunt Millie? Where's the 2%? Do you know that person? No. Just because you brought in a fucking piece of paper, that piece of paper could have said anything on it. I'm 2%. No, you're 2% milk is what the fuck you are. You dipshit. It's time for that's fucked up. On today's episode of how fucked up is fucked up. That's fucked up. Yeah. This cocksucker, well, quite literal cocksucker, has, has made many a segment on this show, and he has actually sparked my new Bud Light commercial campaign. And by the way, you know, that. <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed the modified fart can driver guy. You know it was only a matter of time before I was going to do one about fart cans. But believe it or not, you know, just to come up with the content and to fit it into that one-minute space and all that kind of stuff is a lot more challenging than you might think. I said this before, but it's a matter of, like, writing it to the point where you can fit because you get about 11 seconds for every time I'm saying, like, a verse type of thing. So it's like I got to fit that into 11 seconds, and I got to do it three times. So, you know, like people might think I can make 10 of them in one day. It's, it's not as easy as, as, it, as it might sound. But it was, it was all, the whole thing came from Dylan Mulvaney. And this motherfucker, okay, like he needs to be beaten the fuck up. And when I say beaten the fuck up by somebody who can beat people the fuck, like first of all, you, you can get a toddler to beat the shit. He's this, this kid, his bones would snap. You know, in two seconds because he's he's 106 pounds, soaking wet, holding two phone books. All right, but he needs to, he needs to be beat the fuck up. Like he needs to get his jaw broken for him. All right, he needs to be punched in the fucking balls to be like, yeah, this, see see this? That's not that's not you're you're not, you're not having a a menstruation cycle. You got punched in the fucking dick. Make him feel his balls. Yeah, you got balls down there, and you don't have balls, you know, uh, figuratively. Because you don't have the balls to cut said balls off to actually be the woman that you're claiming to fucking be, and you're making fucking make pretend shit bullshit all the goddamn time. The reason why this motherfucker is back in into my get off, uh, not get off my, my that's fucked up segment for like the third or fourth time, is because now now he's toying with people. And here's the thing: I, I strongly believe that this whole thing could be an act. I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm ready to sell myself out. Like I'm I'm ready to just sell out and do the same bullshit that these people do because they're laughing their way to the bank. And Dill Mulvaney is laughing his fucking way to the bank as he as he's taking out corporations left and right. It's now up over forty billion dollars that Anheuser Busch has lost, and they and they continue to lose. As I said, like there's vendors turning their back on them. You know, there's all kinds of people. I'm not selling your shit. Like get out of my face. Take your Michelob Ultra, take your Bud Light, take your Budweiser, take your Michelob, take take all of it. Get the fuck out of here. And it's all because of this asshole. Okay, now was was Anheuser Busch, you know, 
are they not at fault? No, they are completely at fault because they were the ones who actually like took it to the finish line, and it's their fault that they actually hired somebody you know who's 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 woke as their as their marketing director, who has so aptly been fired because of this. And now Anheuser Busch is really fucking suffering. Okay, and they like I said, they they basically told Dylan Mulvaney like this is bigger than you. This is Anheuser Busch. You need to go away until we figure this the fuck out. And you know what he did? The little cocksucker. He came out last week. And, and and basically ripped Anheuser Busch, and he, and they're they're you know he's calling them transphobes and and they turn their back on him and all this other bullshit and it's like no, you and your bullshit fucking make pretend dress up fucking you know show and tell cost this fucking company forty billion dollars and again I know I know Anheuser Busch is still in the wrong, but it's because of you and nobody likes you, and now you cost them all this fucking money. You were the one that caused it, and now that they like, they're like, all right, we got to separate, man. Like you're you're basically burying our fucking business. It's going underwater, and then you come out and say, oh, you're a transphobe, and you turn your back on me, and blah 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 blah. When you've already done this with like four other corporations, and you're making fucking hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars, laughing your way to the bank. I want to find out where this motherfucker is. I really do. I want to take him the fuck out, not kill him. Okay, for anybody who's going to fucking <laughs> cancel me for that. I just want to beat him the fuck up, man. Just give me give me one five-minute round in a cage with him. Just one five-minute round. I'll never ask for anything again. God, please. Please. Even though I don't even believe I'm talking to you right now. But if there is any kind of higher power out there, please grant me five minutes in a cage with Dome Mulvaney. Thank you very much. But the fact that this dickbag can do this shit, still get paid for all the shit that he's doing, and then after he fucking leaves, you know, all this destruction in his wake, turns around and then fucking, you know, denounces them because they turn their back on him who cost them billions of fucking dollars. That's fucked up, Mulvaney. Go fuck your mother with your dick. With my dick. With my dick. Gonna put it in with my dick. Oh boy. All right, let me just see something here. I got to be honest with you. I mean, let me see. Oh, there's one thing, there's one more one more thing I did have <clears throat> that I wanted to get into. I was actually going to do it like right after the break cuz it's usually well, it's not even really food to be talked about, but I've talked about this guy on the show before, Salt Bay. You guys know who Salt Bay is? <laughs> and I think the bit that I did was I was like, I would hate to have to clean up after that guy. All right, anybody who doesn't know who he is, you can find him on Instagram and, and Facebook and shit like that. And, and he's basically like a South American, uh, I guess you would call him a chef now, but he started out as a butcher. And, you know, his his whole thing is red meat. Like, he, he it, it's steak, 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 steak. That all this guy does is fucking steak, right? And, and you guys know, the ones who do know, I said I'd hate to clean up after that guy because he, he, he just he'll walk into a kitchen and, and basically demolish it. Because, like, he sits there and, like, he'll, he'll cut up fucking meat. And as he's trimming the fat, he just fucking flings it across the room. He'll throw up a filet in, in, in the air and whack it in half with a fucking knife. And then every time he's done cooking the guy, whenever he's done cooking the shit, right, like, he he, he takes the, the rock salt and, like, puts his forearm out and sprinkles it over his forearm. And it lands on everything but the steak. 
<laughs> and I said, I hate to clean up after him. But the thing is, and like he, you know, he's a, he'll cook steaks and butter and all that kind of stuff. And he'll take like a, like a, a huge wedge of butter and like splash it into a fucking pan. My thing is this. All right. I can't. Th- this guy has a uniform and his uniform is he wears like black, like John Lennon sunglasses. All right. And then he wears like a white T-shirt and black pants. And that is basically his uniform. Anytime you see him, that is what he is wearing. Okay. My thing is this, okay? I can't even look at a white T-shirt without staining it. It doesn't matter what I do. I don't own a white piece of clothing at all, and I haven't, and I can't tell you how long. I I will not wear white only for that reason. I I, I could sit there and not do anything wrong. I could sit there completely still for a 12-hour period, and I'm getting some kind of stain on that shirt. I don't know how it's going to happen. But it's going to happen. This guy is in his fucking kitchen, whacking pieces of beef, slabs of beef, flinging it across the room, splashing shit in butter, doing all this nonsense, and he don't have a goddamn speck on his white shirt ever. How do you do it, Salt? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm very confused. You can please DM me and let me know how you do that. I might go out and start buying some white articles of clothing, and that's all I got for you guys this week probably another two minutes obviously as it, as it always is once i say that statement each week so we're pretty much at hour 25 minutes i i, I can't stop I, I can't the more and more addicted i become to this show the more and more longer my 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 episodes get i just can't explain it i i have so much fun doing this show as you guys know and and, and i do try to keep it at an hour i i, I just can't i can't anymore and I'm not. I, like, I don't want to set that as a new precedent. I don't want, I don't want you to. If it's an hour and three minutes le- next week, I don't want you to get mad. <laughs> but I always seem to just go, you know, like like way over time. And and I was right on track. I finished my first segment yesterday. I was about 22 minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do two more 20 minutes, and I'm in an hour, hour and five minutes. Perfect. Yeah. I came out to do the first 20 minutes. It turned into 38. <laughs> and then here I am with the next 21, or you know, or whatever the hell it is. You know, but you need to get a hold of me, Christian, at the crodpodcast.com. You can get me on Facebook Messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. And again, another, another just blast. I, I, you know, b- believe me, all I could save up all these extra 25 minute and a half hours and actually do more than one a week, but. I, just, I got other shit going on in my life. I wish I did. Okay, I, I wish I did, but you know, that's how the ball bounces sometimes. But until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care. Hey! <laughs>